The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com podcasts. Judge Amy Berman Jackson has read the riot act to Roger Stone about his relentless pursuit of publicity and put him under a strict gag order that forbids him from speaking about his criminal case or special counsel Robert Mueller. Now Stone is trying to explain himself to the judge once again, saying that he didn't mean to mislead her when he failed to tell her about the paperback release of a book he wrote about the 2016 election, complete with a new introduction entitled The Myth of Russian Collusion. In it, he refers to Mueller as a crook. Joining me is former federal prosecutor Robert Mintz, a partner at McCarter and English. Bob, in a March 1st court filing, Stone's lawyers referred to the book as an upcoming release when it's been available online since February 19th. There are emails talking about whether publishing the book would break the gag order from February 15th through February 26th. How do they explain not telling the judge about the book while they're litigating the gag order? Well, that's going to be the big question here, because if there's one thing that is going to anger Judge Jackson here, in addition to Roger Stone potentially violating the gag order, it's that they were not candid with her when they last appeared in front of her, essentially on this very issue. So if it turns out, as it appears, that there were emails and discussions and that at the time they appeared in court, they knew this book was coming out with these incendiary comments about Robert Mueller in the new introduction, She's going to be very angry and may well decide to put Roger Stone in prison leading up to his trial. Well, this is a tough judge who put Paul Manafort behind bars pending trial for interfering with a witness. She let Stone off with just a tougher gag order last time, but she did say, this is not baseball. You don't get a third chance. Does that sort of put her in the spot of having to put him in prison or could there be some lesser kind of uh, fine or gag order well i think judges are reluctant to put people in prison uh, leading up to a trial in the case of paul manafort the accusation was that there was witness tampering which really is in many ways a more serious offense because it goes to the real heart of the trial the allegation is that you're Uh, trying to affect witness testimony, and that really is a very, very serious issue. This is a little less serious in the sense that it is simply making these statements to the public and perhaps affecting the jury pool for this trial. But I think here the judge drew a pretty bright red line, and it appears that Roger Stone crossed that line, and judges are reluctant to give you a chance, have you then essentially violate the order, and then come back and give you a second chance. So 
She could do either one. She could leave him out, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see if she decides to put him in jail. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at CutterEconomicForum.com. If she decides to leave him out, what could she do that she hasn't done already? Well, in addition to making it very clear that uh, he is not to make any public statements or to tweet or to uh, do any other things that he's already done, uh, she could for example, uh, prohibit him from uh, tweeting at all. She could say that he is not allowed to go onto the Internet. She could put him under house arrest. She could prohibit him from having contact with anybody in the media. So there are a number of things she could do to kind of tighten the noose short of putting him in jail. We've talked before about how Roger Stone has this relentless pursuit of publicity. And this at this point, he does apparently need money for his defense. According to the court papers and the emails, the books have not been flying off the shelves even since his arrest, which was highly publicized. Could this possibly be a publicity stunt to draw attention to the book and more sales? Or is that too dangerous? Well, uh, that's the cynical view here, and uh, anybody who knows about Roger Stone and his history knows that this is an individual who sort of flirts with the line of disaster and is courting publicity, uh, even when that publicity sometimes may not be all positive, and even when that publicity could possibly land him in jail. So the judge may well view him as using the court as a vehicle for promoting his book, which will only further anger the judge. And I think she will seriously clip his wings if she doesn't put him in jail altogether. This judge is going to be sentencing Paul Manafort. His first sentencing was really caused a lot of uproar because it was so lenient and uproar about the judicial system as well as the judge sentencing in this particular case. What's likely from Judge Jackson tomorrow? Well, Judge Jackson is a different judge than Judge Ellis, who sentenced uh, Paul Manafort in the trial in Virginia. Uh, But Judge Jackson also has different facts before her because she was the one, as you mentioned, June, who put Paul Manafort in prison for tampering with witnesses. Uh, She also is aware of the sentence that Paul Manafort received from Judge Ellis. And I think that we will see a sentence here that certainly adds additional time to the prison time that Paul Manafort got from Judge Ellis. That was a sentence that was viewed as highly controversial. The sentencing guidelines were about 20 years. And while everybody expected there to be a departure downward, very few people expected a departure as low as 47 months, which is what he received from Judge Ellis. So I think we can almost certainly count on additional jail time coming out of this sentence from Judge Jackson, whether that's done by giving consecutive time or whether she just adds a sentence that is beyond the 47 months that was imposed by Judge Ellis. All right. It will be very interesting to see how she handles that and how different it is, if at all, from Judge Ellis. Thanks so much, Bob. That's Robert Mintz. He's a former federal prosecutor and a partner now at McCarter in English. 
Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.